This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Found another typo in the script. This one's on Paul Daniel. Calling the segment The Scoop. We don't do that anymore. It's going in the fine charity bucket. $2 per mistake. We're up to $18 since new fiscal year. At the end of the month, that's going to get donated to a charity. I don't mean to wander off the path because we are delighted nonetheless to bring in AMI communication specialist Greg David from Chelsea, Quebec to find out what's going on around the network and TV more broadly. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How much of that $18 is just Paul? Uh, That's Paul's. That's only Paul's first fine. That's only Paul's first (laughs) fine. The majority is me. The vast majority is me, Greg. Uh, For one of the things that we're going to talk about right now, because we're always talking about AMI's presence on social media and out of muscle memory in my lips, when I'm talking about our daily polls, sometimes at AMI audio just slips out. Of course, now the daily poll is found at Accessible Media on Twitter or Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. So every time I make that mistake, that's $2 on me. And let's just say that one is slipping out pretty regularly. But Greg, you want to go beyond the polls. If folks go past by those social media channels, what are they finding? What's the value added if they stick around on Twitter or Facebook? Yeah. So aside from the daily poll that's so great and and gets the conversation going with our audience on, on Twitter and Facebook, um, you're going to find links to Now with Dave Brown highlights. So, you know, curated segments that can be featured on social media and will drive people to the website, of course, and also engage in conversations. Uh, those are, like I said, segments that we've chosen to highlight and engage with our followers. Uh, we also provide links to full episodes of our programs that you can then find on YouTube. Uh, Over on Facebook, we post full episodes of our shows for streaming right there. So you can go to Facebook and just stay there all day answering poll questions and streaming episodes. We also post links to events held by our community partners, which is really important. And we just like to update our friends on what's going on at AMI, just kind of in general. And that's the place for Facebook is kind of a really good base. So you can uh, connect with us on Twitter at Accessible Media or on Facebook at Accessible Media Inc. Don't forget the ink at the end when you're on Facebook. Yeah, ink with a C as in incorporated, with a C. not with a K. Not, we're not a newspaper company. We're a, we're a, we're a multimedia company. Uh, speaking of multimedia, Greg, the one place that I don't plug a ton on the air because I don't want to get the branding wrong and get fined another $2, what's happening <laughs> with the Instagram page? Yeah, so if you head over to Accessible Media Inc., again with a C like Dave just said on Instagram, you're going to find a lot of teasers of upcoming AMI-TV programs and AMI-audio podcasts. We also feature clips from our programs there and podcasts, from the programs and podcasts. And again, it's all about engaging with our audience. Uh, You know, people go to social media to have conversations. And so that's what we do on Instagram. We found that Instagram is a great place to just kind of offer bite-sized content that then teases people and drives people to the website so they can learn more about us. And while we're talking about some more bite-sized content... We're now on the TikTok bandwagon as well. I know this is a kind of fresh development since launching the channel and trying to figure out our exact strategy, but what are we doing with the TikTok and where can people find us on TikTok? 
Yeah, TikTok is really interesting. You know, as kind of a visual medium, we were thinking that maybe there, you know, there wasn't much use for us being on there. But contrary to that, the uh, the it's there's a voracious appetite for learning more about AMI on TikTok. We started it just over a month ago, and we've been quickly learning what ty what type of content attracts attention there. And so, like Instagram, we offer shorter clips from AMI content designed to get the conversation going. But clips from a show that you and I have spoken about before is called. You can't ask that. Mm -hmm. And the clips that we put on there, Dave, have exploded. Uh, the most recent one that we posted got over 300,000 views and really got the conversation going about visible disabilities and facial differences. Just a fascinating conversation. So we're learning a lot about TikTok. But if you want to follow us over there and check out some of the clips and, again, engage with us, it's at Accessible Media on TikTok. One of the things that I've started to dabble with on TikTok, I'm a late bloomer. I'm a Luddite, everyone knows that. I'm always lagging yeah. behind. One of the things that I've noted is oftentimes when there's text on screen, there's narration that tells you about the text on screen. Not always, not always, yeah. but it seems like when we're talking about transcription and, and reading of text on screen, it seems like a lot of the big creators on TikTok have absolutely put that together. Yeah, and we've been doing that. You're absolutely right. It's all about making all of our posts accessible, especially for the you know the disability community, but also including the deaf and hard of hearing community. And what TikTok's just done in the last week or so is that they've included automatic um, closed captioning, which is fantastic. We'll always continue to add it to our posts anyway, but it's nice to know that the TikTok plat tip. TikTok platform has added captioning to make it accessible to as many people as possible. So, Greg, I know we threw a lot of handles at people there. Why don't we do a little recap together here? I'll do the two that I know, and then you do the two that you know. So, okay. at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. Got it. And over on Instagram, it's at Accessible Media Inc. And on TikTok, at Accessible Media. That was good teamwork, Greg. Teamwork makes the dream work. It sure does. Let's uh, jump over to some fall programming at CBC. We always enjoy when you give us a roundup of what's coming down the pipeline. So there's a lot in store when it comes to uh, the national broadcaster. We've got the long-running Canadian whodunit Murdoch Mysteries coming back for season 16. So what are the airtimes and what do you think the secret is for Murdoch's success? Uh, so Monday nights at 8 p.m. on CBC, you can always stream their content on CBC Gem, which is a great is CBC's great streaming service where you'll find closed captioning as well. As, um, but you know the secret to the success is it's it's very Canadian. If you're histor if you're a fan of historical uh, Canada, uh, you know they they do tweak the story some sometimes. But I always like it. Always sends me to Google to look up the latest you know Toronto landmark or that person in Canadian history. So I think that that's one thing. Uh, it, um, but I also think that it's just it's kind of family friendly. Yes, it is a murder mystery, and there are at least one you know there's at least one murder per episode. But it's also a little bit lighthearted. Um, um, it's 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 very family friendly. You can sit down with your kids, and and uh, there are generations of fans that watch Murdoch Mysteries, you know, every uh, you know every year, and it also has this huge international appeal. So I think that those are those are the big things. If you're a historical fan and you like family friendly drama, that's the reason why to uh, to watch Murdoch Mysteries. A very beloved character from CBC is coming back, and when I say character, I mean he's an actual human. But Rick yeah. Mercer is making his return with the Comedy Night. What what do we know about what they're going to attempt with this show. 
This is really interesting. It airs Wednesdays on CBC, and I didn't know until CBC sent me a screener what this is going to be about. So essentially, for the last couple of years, um, Rick Mercer has gone across the country playing theater houses, and he is kind of the MC, telling stand-up jokes, and then welcoming stand-up comedians out to do a five, six, seven-minute, eight-minute uh, eight set, uh, and then he sits down with them. Well, what they did was, just for laughs, said, hey, let's let's put, turn this into a TV show. So they're pointing cameras at the stage. So it's really a welcome return to having Rick Mercer back on CBC, where he hosted um, the Mercer Report for so long, and it was a ratings winner, like Murdoch Mysteries. And so now he's kind of back in his element. It's part stand-up uh, comedy. It's part one-on-one. And it's it's really, really enjoyable. I think people are really going to like it. And stand-up is such a huge genre right now, Dave. And to get access to Canadian uh, comics in particular, you're only going to find it on a show like this. Yeah, I think the interesting thing there is we're giving people platform to do their work, right? So many times these interview shows are like, let's talk to the person about their work. No, man, show the work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg, yeah. Uh, fans of Kim's Convenience may be delighted to hear about a show called Strays. Yeah, so this is a spinoff. It airs Wednesday nights as well on CBC. And this this show took a lot of heat when it debuted last year because it was a spinoff from, from Kim's Convenience, and Kim's Convenience had just been canceled. So there were a lot of ill, you know, hard feelings amongst that. But really, in this second season of Strays, I really think that the sitcom is kind of, uh, you know, um, you know, distinguished itself as its own show. So it follows Shannon Ross, who was on Kim's, the character was on Kim's Convenience. She was the manager at the car rental agency, and she's left Toronto for Hamilton, where she has become a manager at a pet shelter in Hamilton East. And it's all about not only the pets that she interacts with, but the humans as well, because that's always important. And it's, you know, it's full of quirky characters. Uh, it's quite, it's it, it's a really good show. Uh, the writers and executive producers behind Kim's Convenience are also associated with Strays. So I would encourage people to, if you're a fan of Kim's Convenience, check out Strays, CBC, Wednesday nights. Yeah, sometimes a spinoff is just by its nature going to get a bit of blowback, even if the yeah. quality of the programming is really good. I think about the first season of Better Call Saul, which was a bit of a rough slog, but it was made so worth it by the time you worked your way through the series. Even a show like Frasier that spun off from Cheers. Yeah. It was an excellent show right from the start, but people were like, where's my Cheers? I need my Cheers. Yeah, you got to be patient, folks, especially these days. Earlier in the week, we had Liam McGuire join us. He's a hockey historian mm -hmm. to talk about the significance of the 1972 summit series between Canada and Russia. Well, CBC is working on something of their own on this front. I mean, unsurprisingly. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, uh, you know, Liam spoke about this earlier uh, earlier in the week, and uh, it's it's a four-part documentary on CBC called Summit 72. Uh, I grew up in 1971, or I was, excuse me, I was born in 1971, so I've only heard about this, you know, and, and what an impact that it had kind of on Canadian culture at that time. I've seen the first episode, and if you missed it, you can go back and watch it on CBC Gem, uh, but it's it's on, uh, on CBC on Wednesday nights as well. Uh, it really explores the cold Cold War, Canada's relationship between the Soviet Union, which there wasn't one at the time, and the fact that, you know, let's put the best NHL players on the ice at that time up against the, the Soviet national team, who were amateurs, quote-unquote, uh, but had been winning uh, championships or, or winning tournaments and were deemed the best in the world. And it it's 
a real microcosm on Canada, the Soviet Union, and ice hockey. And they also intersperse ads in. So, you know, fans of the stubby bottles of 50 oh. are going to be thrilled <laughs> because there's an ad for that in there. But it really talks about the culture and then talks of the players. This is all new footage. It's it's There were over 80 hours of, uh, of footage that has been grabbed and has turned into um, 4K and 5K in some in some spots uh, and, t and speaks to not only the, the players that are still alive today, but also some archival footage of them, uh, you know, the players that have, that we've lost over the years. But it really, really is cool. And the night that the first episode debuted, there were so many people on Twitter commenting about how they were transported back to their childhood, mm. listening to Foster Hewitt and just seeing these players on the ice again. Greg, next time we talk in a couple of weeks, I would love to talk about the Canadian TV and film industry a little bit more because I just spent the weekend with a bunch of my Hallmark movie actor friends and Lifetime <laughs> actor friends. Yeah. And a few of them are off shooting in Newfoundland this week on Hudson and Rex. I would love yeah. to talk about the significance of having so many great shooting opportunities around Canada, but we don't have time for that today. So let's put a pin on that one and make sure we get to that in a few weeks when we hang out. Sounds good, Dave. Thanks a lot. That's Greg David. He's a communications specialist for AMI. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.